Welcome to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast presented by Dean Duplessis. We bring you up to date with all the ongoing fixtures domestically and on the international scene. We profile players, both current and former, and tell you all you need to know in the world of cricket. Hello and a very warm welcome to the podcast. Great to be back with you again. And don't forget, maybe if you uh, are listening to this via a friend of a friend and you'd like to subscribe, well, you're more than welcome to do so. The Dean at Stumps podcast is readily available on your preferred podcast app. So in other words, uh, if maybe you would like to listen to it via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Downcast, well, then you're very welcome to do so. Right then, coming up in this podcast, we are going to be hearing from a batsman who, by his own admission, hasn't quite converted the starts into scores of real significance. But goodness me, he really is uh, an incredibly talented and very, very free-flowing and good and entertaining batsman to watch. He's probably Zimbabwe's best fielder as well. And uh, the last six months or so have been an ordeal that he would very much like to put behind him. I'm, of course, referring to Tarisai Musakanda, who's uh, made his way back into the Zimbabwean squad ahead of the upcoming series, which, of course, features three T20 internationals and three one-day internationals against Bangladesh. Well, guess what? I was fortunate enough to catch up with Tari Musakanda for a short but very powerful interview. Well, Tari, first of all, many congratulations. Back in the side after an absence, after... Well, quite a few things that have happened to you, which we'll go into um, shortly, but uh, I, I bet you're very, very happy to be back. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, yes, I'm very happy to be back. Uh, the smell of uh, grass in the morning, especially at Royal Sports Club, is always good. Uh, with a little bit of banter from the boys, I really missed it quite a lot. Um, the environment, I really missed it a lot, and I'm really enjoying it. You're probably going to tell me that you get on with everybody, but is, I mean, in, in all team sports, there's always somebody who's that extra special friend, that extra special mate in, in terms of team sport. Who would that be? Well, in my case, uh, I've got a couple of guys, um, and I'm, I'll ask you that uh, if you can give me an opportunity to mention them. Uh, so there's Luke, Luke Jongwe, who's always the funny guy, and then <laughs> there's Richard Ngarawa, um, and um, Lance uh, Chivanga, Tanaka Chivanga. So those are the guys that I've, I've been with, um, even within the situation, and now as well. I think uh, these are the guys that understand me a lot better, and they know what was happening with the situation. So yes, uh, those three, uh, they've kept me going, and they still are. Okay, um, we know him as Tanaka Chivanga. You've, uh, it's the first time I've certainly heard him being referred to as Lance. Why is that? Ah, oh, that's his second name. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like uh, Tendai Chatara, he's Larry. Larry, Often yes. called Larry. Yes. Okay, yes. all right, fair enough. Now, um, very, very, you're talking about Richard Angarava. Not often you see big, strong, fast bowlers with a sense of humour. They're normally the serious ones who want to <laughs> knock your block off. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But we we always try to turn that into good banter, especially when you're having training. Uh, I think... Uh, it adds a lot of value within the session and it adds a lot of value when you share um, a lot of um, key, key areas where he can take on batters and where I can, where I can take on bowlers, he'll do the same. So um, even throughout the academy, we learned that from Stuart, Matsukangeri and Taibu that that way it actually works a lot better as well. I would, I'm would. i probably being very self-explanatory or very obvious, but I would imagine Stuart, Matsukangeri and Tatenda Taibu had and still have a massive part to play in your development as a cricketer? Oh yes, definitely. Um, 
you know, uh, the, the six months that we spent in the academy, uh, it was uh, it was quite gold for me. It was gold, uh, and after afterwards we had the tour to Sri Lanka, and having to win that series and coming back to the academy uh, to me it meant quite a lot because of the skills that I'd acquired from from that um, uh, academy tenure. So yeah, and still up to now we still talk, and there's a lot of cricket now, a lot of spin, especially going around um, and. Um, them, their presence and helping me out to play uh, take on spin is quite quite important and I've just tried to keep it as simple as I can and just try to practice the few things that I can with them and um, just try to listen and then listening is quite important because this is where you you, you get your game um, set up mentally so yes and I'm pretty happy Stuart Mansikinyari is here as well mm. in Zimbabwe which makes it a lot easier. Interesting the two words that you use there um, spin and listen because it's one thing to, to have the ability to play spin or, or seam, but would, I be fair in, would it be fair in suggesting that at times you would be very frustrated with yourself knowing that you have practically every shot in the book, but not necessarily executing the, executing the shot correctly at the right time? So in other words, not always picking the right ball to play the shot that you would want to play. Yes, definitely. Um just like I mentioned before, uh, you've got every shot in the book, but at the same time, you have to keep it as simple as possible. Uh, we play on different conditions, different wickets, different bowlers as well. So that that's very, very important. And also time timing is very, very important. Like playing T20s in the afternoon, it's quite a different uh, ball game if you're playing, uh, compared to if you're playing in the morning. So it's very, very important that you keep it as simple as possible and you acknowledge what's needed on the day and then you, you stick to that. One of the things that struck me immediately about you and I, I first saw you probably back in about 2016 or so is your similarities to Temba Bavuma in the field very very quick across the ground <laughs> have you been told that a couple of times ah yes not Temba Bavuma but oh. yes I've been told quite uh, that I'm quite uh, a little bit of a quickie on the on the park yes but uh, that's that's who you remind me of I think you you may be slightly taller than Temba yes. yeah <laughs> but but just but the way that you go about your business I guess is you know very good hands quick hands yes. and also pick up and release I mean, obviously, that's something that I would imagine you spend quite a bit of time trying to perfect. Yes, definitely. Um, I've done quite a lot of work outside cricket. So, you know, uh, having a baseball coach working with me uh, when I went to Australia, same thing. I was trying to, you know, perfect that because I think that's 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 something that I can control a lot better than even the batting. You know, you might struggle mm -hmm. with your batting, but fielding at times, uh, most of the times, uh, nine times out of ten, you have to be on point. So yes, uh, I have to work on it and I'm, keep, uh, I'm, I'm keeping it up. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really working hard because I really need to sharpen it up with a lot of cricket that's coming up as well. So the stronger you are, the better you are and the more chances of you winning the game with, uh, the, in, the, in the faster formats. So yes. Are you looking ahead to this upcoming series? Yes, definitely I am. I am looking forward to it. Where, I wonder, it's a bit of a rhetorical question because you're not going to, obviously you'll have no idea, but where do you think they, the team will use you in terms of, of batting. Do you think it will be at the top of the order, middle order? I suppose you'll probably tell me as long as you play, you couldn't care less. But, uh, yes. but it would be nice to, to hear from you where perhaps you would even like to bat. Well, um, with the team dynamics, um, obviously I'm, I'm a versatile player. I can fit in anyway, like what you just mm. said. But uh, obviously, I would look to go right at the top and use that power play and um, and use the hard the hard ball. I think when you can you can strike it a lot easier uh, when it's like that. But obviously, I'm I'm not really worried so much about where I play. 
it's all about winning the games. It's very, very important. And also looking at the combinations of the team. Um, I'm also required to, to, to change and adjust. So um, yes, as a professional, you should be able to do that. Um, and also looking at the dynamics as well. That's very, very important and very key. You spent a little bit of time with your new head coach, Dave Houghton. Yes. Tell us about the experience. Oh, that's cool. It's amazing. Um, Dave doesn't complicate a lot of things. Uh, it's all simple. It's all up to you know, like the individual, what you want to do, carry on with it. Uh, just make sure it's perfect and just make sure you keep trying to execute it um, for as long as possible, especially in the longer formats of the game, 50 over. Uh, we haven't been in the test arena, so, uh, but in the four-day games that I've managed to, to, to be with him, it's, it's all the same talk. Uh, just stick around and do what you have to do, but for a long period of time. Okay. Yes. All right, Tari. Um, sometimes life has uh, this this knack of uh, doing very unfair, uh, unf unfair things to you and throwing you what we can refer to as curveballs. Probably in in cricketing terms, we could say a mystery spinner, yes. reverse swinging Yorker, slowable, whatever you'd like to call it. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, a couple of months <coughs> ago or so, maybe coming up to a year. Well, I would like you actually to tell us exactly in your own words the terrible experience that uh, happened to you one evening uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, uh, so I remember the night, it was on the 16th of January, um, around 8 p.m., uh, coming from getting some food from Holiday Inn close to Sports Diner. Um, yeah, I got involved in an accident um, and just being involved in that scenario um, itself, uh, took a lot of um, energy from me, uh, mentally, physically. But um, yes, at the moment, um, we're still going on at the court and um, it's, it is done, the process is done, but we're just waiting for the judgment on the 12th of August. But at the moment, um, I'm just doing the best that I can to be in the moment with the boys at the moment, just to try and refresh. Um, but look, it's something that will never go away. Um, this is it's a stain that's there that's, that I'll have to that I'll have to live with forever. Uh, but uh, yes, um, at the moment that's yeah. pretty much all I can say. Okay, okay. Um, we don't want to complicate. We want to keep it simple, like Dave Houghton's coaching. But um, the reason why we are talking about this is not to bring back the bad memories. But mm -hmm. what we want to to achieve and accomplish with this conversation is to reach out to people who've had similar experiences to you, and for them to understand maybe get some sort of an understanding from you as to how to deal with these situations. So it was a very unfortunate, when you use the word accident, uh, just to be a bit more specific, it was a pedestrian that was struck. Is that that's yes, correct? Yes, yeah. correct. Yes. Okay, okay. Um, Tari, I, I would never wish anything like this to happen, not even to my worst enemy, not that I'm not aware that I'm, I have any enemies, but how were you able to now once again regather, regroup, and find the confidence to once again actually go out driving, first of all, because we all know that there are pedestrians who do kind of uh, not necessarily adhere to the rules, and uh, you know, uh, things can become very, very complicated. So tell us about that, first of all, but more importantly, where and how did you find the inner and the mental strength to, to get your life back on track again? Well, first things first, uh, everything that, that I went through, um, I didn't go through it by myself. Um, I had my family 
my family was the biggest uh, influence or the biggest uh, group of people that stood around me and with me. And I gave myself um, a bit of time to to accept what had happened. Uh, it's not something that you can just get over within a day and it's not something that you can force to try and get over it. But uh, the people around you, uh, the influence that will be around you is very, very important. And also a few friends, um, uh, they, they stuck with me. It's not everyone who could actually manage to talk to me because a lot of people didn't actually know how to approach me. They didn't know how to ask or how to get through um, uh, how to know how I, I was meant to go, get through the, the process. But um, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a big statement, the family was the most important thing within the situation. And uh, also in, understanding that it was an accident was the most, most important thing. Um, of course, um, human life is the most important thing on earth. And understanding that um, there is also a family that was there crying, um, I just had to be there as well um, and, and be able to explain or be able to, to show them um, what had happened or to reconstruct what had happened that night. And um, look, listen, some of their family members were really helpful as well and that actually helped as well because I got to be calm and understand and they, they understood that it was an accident. So that itself um, coming from them was a big plus to, to me um, coming through mentally as well and uh, coming stepping back, um, even playing cricket and driving. So um, yes, um, that, that was the only armor that I had um, within the people that actually understood and the people that knew what was going on. So many people often talk of uh, recurring nightmares and, and various things like that. Have you had that affliction? Oh, no. Okay. No, Thank no. goodness for yes. that. Yes. Um, so, so do you feel that after such a, a very, after such a horrendous um, experience that you, that you had, do you feel that now you've come out of that mentally stronger and, and will that assist and benefit you um, and it almost sounds cruel in the way that I'm saying it, but will it benefit you in mentally being tougher and stronger, not only at the crease when you're batting for your country, but life, in, generally speaking? Yes, um, I am benefiting from, from the situation um, because of the people that are around me, so my family and the few friends that I've got. Uh, it's the talk that goes around in between um, whether it's cricket, whether it's at home. Uh, but in general, because of the situation, uh, it has actually alerted me, it has helped me understood some dynamics of life. So even dynamics of road traffic rules or pedestrians, like what you rightfully say, some of these things are more alert now than I used to be. I think once you go through such a thing, you, you want to be in a position to look around yourself and see what you can avoid and the things that you can control you make sure you can control them. The things that you can't control, at times you don't have to worry so much about them. But uh, in terms of mental, um, mental strength, I felt quite, there's a time where I was really tired. I was really tired. But uh, now I'm coming back and I'm pretty sure uh, with time, I'm just gonna give myself a little bit of time. It's not yet 100%, but I'm pretty sure um, off the field I'm all right. Uh, in regards to mental strength, especially on the park, I've been playing a bit of cricket, uh, obviously not as um, high-skilled level of cricket compared to international. But um, the, the few games that I've played, I've been trying to assess myself as well and seeing where I am. 
and seeing where I can try and um, get help if I can. Uh, but at the moment, I, I figured staying on the cricket park, playing, is actually been uh, I've actually been stronger more on the mental side of things uh, than when I'm off the field. So, yes, off the field, I'm still trying to adjust to the situations. So, yeah, but on the park, yes, I've, I've been quite quite alright with that. I wonder how beneficial it would be to have a mental psychiatrist. You know, so many of the teams really have a massive backroom staff. Yes. And, and one, of the, one of the things that they very much believe in is a psychiatrist. So whether it's a sporting psychiatrist, even a mental psychiatrist, now you've had this terrible thing happen to you. Yes. I, I just wonder how beneficial it would be, not only for you, but for the entire team to have structures like this put in place. So for example, you keep maybe getting a 40 and then getting out um, or anything. You could just wake up feeling incredibly low because obviously, as you said, this is never going to go away. Um, and then reaching out to the psychiatrist, being able to vent, vent your fears, your frustrations, your anger, everything that, that makes a human being tick. Yes. Is, is it something that you if you were in the power to request that for the for the team, is that something that you would believe in and that you would want? Oh, well, yeah, uh, probably there is actually good news for that. Uh, I've spoken to the uh, managing director, I've spoken to the DOC director of cricket, um, I've spoken to the uh, test captain, Sean Williams, and uh, Paul, uh, Paul will be, he'll be available. Uh, he's coming on Friday and I'm pretty sure now he's going to be working with the whole team, so that's going to be good. And I've spoken to Paul myself um, over the phone and he has agreed uh, that he'll see me and we'll have a chat in person. So it will be beneficial and it's really needed, um, especially now uh, where we're coming, we're coming through, where we're coming from. We've had a lot of cricket, uh, some guys are out of form, um, some guys have a family issues, so this will be the right time to have such a guy and help us, especially with our side, we've got, a quite, a, we've got quite a lot of youngsters, um, so that's very, very important and it's going to be good and it's going to be very, very beneficial. I can't help but sense that, that the entire playing and coaching staff, everybody just seems to be in a very, very, very happy space. Whereas long ago, you could, not so long ago, I beg your pardon, uh, you could actually sense that all was not well and that people were not happy. Shoulders were down, heads were down, but goodness me, there just seems to be a whole new uh, spring in, in the stride of, of everybody. Well, yes, um, I haven't been in the camp for so long, especially with Dave. Yeah. Um, but obviously there's been a lot of things that have been going on before. And I really think guys are happy because once you have that winning culture, once you have that winning formula, I think that's the drive to, to enjoyment. When you lose games, it's very hard to enjoy. Uh, believe me, especially the close ones that you know you would have, uh, you were meant to win. And also everybody's different in the sense that um, the camp is different. Dave is quite different from everyone else. Uh, cap the captain is quite different from uh, every other captain not saying that everyone who came before was bad but of course not. yes the culture is just different and guys um, probably found the winning formula and they're very happy and now with qualifying for a world cup i think you wouldn't ask for more i think the natural instinct is just to be happy and uh, express yourselves and uh, gelling together and uh, guys have spent quite a long time together and that makes it a lot easier um, to understand each other and go about your business you haven't been in the camp, you've just alluded to that, but yes. I'll ask you the question anyway. Do you, would you think that the mindset has changed? And I know I asked this to Sikandar Raza, but I'm going to ask you all the same. Do you think that the mindset has changed from believing and just saying, well, what we want to do is just to be competitive and then hope that the opposition will make mistakes? 
has the mindset now changed from just wanting to be competitive to we can actually win games now? Yes, definitely. Um, on that one, I'll just keep it in short. The way the guys have been training uh, is very, very different and it's... It's amazing to see, you know, um, the X Factor game is coming out, even in training, everybody, you know, there's a plan. We're all different, but the good thing is in all our difference, we're trying to make everything work in one direction. Tarisai Musakanda, you are an incredible human being. You've been through a lot, but now we're hoping that you are going to be not only be scoring runs for the cricket team, but scoring runs in life in general. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Thank you very much, Dean. You're listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. What an incredible human being. He's uh, one of the more talented cricketers we've seen. Yes, we've uh, certainly acknowledged on many occasions that he hasn't quite delivered in terms of the runs that he should be scoring and that he's capable of scoring. But everything that he's been through and the ability that he's shown to bounce back and that he's back in the squad, it just seems like it is a movie script that has been written. Wonderful to hear from Tari Sai Musakanda. What a human being. Thank you so very much for listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. We sincerely hope that for those of you who are in the Harare area will uh, go to Harare Sports Club and support the Chevrons in your, as many as you possibly can. I think it is something that they would appreciate. I know it is something that they would appreciate hugely, as especially with Tarisai Musakanda. Thank you very much indeed for your time, and I'll be back again pretty soon with another chat. Until then, stay safe. Goodbye. You've been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast, presented by Dean Duplessis. Join us again next week and catch up with all the action in the world of cricket.